back to we're potting this together. I'm sorry, I am not Zac Efron. I can't sing that perfectly. But welcome back to We're Potting This Together, the podcast in which we take a look at all of those Disney Channel original films that we loved so much. I am Josh, and I'm here with... Lori. I'm Sammy. Hello. And today, we are taking a look at You Lucky Dog. So this movie was about um, a man who has a child could read dogs' minds and got some level of fame for being able to do so somehow. And as an adult, he no longer has that ability, but still runs a dog therapy service based around his ability to read dogs' minds. Um, At some point, this old guy comes in and thinks that Kurt Cameron's character did a real good job of figuring out what was wrong with his dog and then ended up dying and leaving his entire fortune to the dog and also Kurt Cameron to be able to do the dog's wishes. So. Ah, yes. The classic dog psychic gets all the rich man's money movie that we get so much. (laughs) So cliche. (laughs) So cliche. Um, are dogs psychics? It sounded weird to me. I didn't really believe dog psychics were a thing. I thought they kind of just made that up. But then I remembered that there are, like, TV shows about animal psychics. Yeah. That's a thing. Do you guys think there's any, like, truth to that? Do you think people can actually speak to animals on a different level? I don't buy it. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't feel like there's that many thoughts of dogs to be read by people to begin with they're not really as deep (laughs) i agree i think it'd be the equivalent of mind reading a baby i want food yeah that that'd pretty much be it right yeah i think it's a lot of i'm hungry i have to pee (laughs) i'm hungry again i really love you you're great why are you leaving me? Don't leave me alone. Oh, you're home now. This is excellent. I have to pee. I'm hungry. <laughs> okay, this just sounds a lot like my grandpa, so... <laughs> <laughs> so baby old people dogs. So, yeah. The intro to this looked a lot like a missing person ad or something. It took me a second to realize that they were showing the accolades for this boy dog mind reader not saying hey this kid went missing let's use this dog telepathic person or empathic person to find this missing child is the what the intro told me um the intro told me what the rest of the movie told me which was is this really a kids movie uh maybe kind of i also thought it seemed a little uh off base for a Disney Channel movie. Considering it's about an adult, there are no children in the movie aside from that one little girl who showed up at the end. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I could definitely see this being more of a Hallmark movie than a Disney Channel movie. That's definitely the feeling that I got from it. And once they got into... It started out with this older couple who had brought their dog to... What was his name? Jack. They brought their dog to Jack, played by Kirk Cameron, to 
be mind read or whatever and find out that he can't actually read dogs minds and they all get angry because they paid money and stuff but then when the old guy came in with his dog who it turns out for some reason jack could actually read his mind like even jack seemed confused by the mind reading and everybody seemed like not to believe that he could read his minds even though they had brought the dogs there for that specific reason and his whole company was based around that yeah the um the plot really falls through when you try to apply logic to it, which I feel <laughs> like, like is a common theme with Disney Channel movies, but this one is particularly egregious. I guess the thing was that anytime he was really, he could read a dog's mind, he kind of started acting too much like the dog. So maybe that's why he was like afraid of it, but we don't know like why or how he lost his ability to do it. I just got the impression at the beginning that he was confused. Like, he heard the dog's voice in his head or whatever, and was, how'd that get in there? Where did this sound come from? He didn't seem... But then it started out with all the pictures of him as a child. Unless he was, like, lying as a child, I don't understand yeah. why he was so confused. I can see how... Especially if he lost the ability and it's been a while, I could see how he'd be like, oh, this is weird, why is this happening again? But I feel like he should be able to immediately recognize what's going on. You know, especially since he's running his own business specifically about this. Like, even if he is a phony, I, <laughs> if it were true at some point, you'd expect him to be okay with it happening. Well, the rich old guy, when he brought his dog in, and the thing that Kurt Cameron apparently sensed was, hey, your dog has sensed that there's hostility from people in your house. The old man's reaction was, how did you know that, despite having brought his dog to the dog mind reader? It's like, where did you get that information from? <laughs> uh, the one thing the movie definitely had going for it, that the dog was very cute. Aww. Like a very nice dog. The dog was adorable. Yeah. It looked like he was a St. Bernard mix of some sort. So it was like a more manageably sized St. Bernard. He was the cutest dog. I can see why this guy would leave all of his money to his dog. <laughs> yeah, St. Bernard's are, they're a lot to take <clears throat> care of. They're a handful. He seemed relatively well behaved, aside from the shoe thing and the digging holes. I think the most damage was done mm -hmm. by, by the main character here. Kurt Cameron's acting was really disappointing to me. Because it was so good and you just wanted to hate him? Um, sure, let's go with that. Uh, the old guy dies and leaves the will to say that basically none of his, I think there's nieces and nephews, not children, which it's never explained where their parents are, why they're <laughs> living with their uncle, aside from the fact that he's rich. They, they all, get nothing. They get, yeah. And then they're all like, um, we'll get our money back and we'll be back in our own beds. I'm like, why are you living at your uncle's house? You guys are all like yeah. 30 or 40 or older. But I will say I kind of found myself siding with them. I too. Okay. They were all very selfish people for sure, but I too would be very upset if a very close relative was filthy rich and left all of their money to their dog. Yeah. And then he starts tearing up the floors. 
And they're like, that's yeah. marble. I was like, no, that's marble. Don't tear it out. <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's how I knew I'm old, because I care more about the marble floors. Well, and what was the timeline for this? It seemed like it was presented as if met Jack, had dog's mind read, died next day. Like, in what time frame did he get his will altered to go to... Because the, the, the death was a murder. But I, so if, he, if he had been terminally ill, I can get how he was trying to prepare his will as he went and figure it out. But Maybe he knew all along that he was going to be murdered. Maybe he's psychic himself. Maybe that's why <laughs> he, he really bonded with Jack. It would make more sense than most of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was that phone call about? Okay, so he meets the old guy, and then the next day, or I think in that same scene... He gets a phone call from the mayor's office. Did you catch that? (laughs) His secretary is just like, the mayor's office is calling. And then it fades to black, and then it comes back, and he's getting evicted from his suite. Yeah. Something happened there. Maybe they're going to show some more, but cut it or something. I don't remember this. It's just a small detail in in a great film. It's okay. I watched this movie 12 hours ago, and I've already blocked it from my memory. So, <laughs> so after he he just immediately moves in. There's no moving process. He's just there. And the maids apparently weren't told about this new situation. So there's some part where Kirk Cameron's playing in the bathtub. And the maids sneak up and, like, the maids open the door. And he just jumps and stands up in the bathtub because that's the best reaction to strangers in the bath like bathroom stand up it was a strange scene if only for the grown man playing with toys in the bathtub but then also were the maids not made aware of kurt cameron moving in to the house i don't think they were even a little bit i feel like that would be like important information to like let let the staff know hey there's a strange man living in the house now. Maybe don't barge into the bathroom. Well, the maids ended up quitting because Jack was acting pretty crazy. But that was also part of the will was that he would be in charge of doing the dog's wishes. The dog's name is Lucky. I don't think we've mentioned <laughs> uh, doing Lucky's wishes for him. I just they, I feel like they went back and forth on. Everybody knows that he can read the dog's mind and is acting accordingly. And, oh, no, guy is acting crazy. Why is this happening? Yeah, I thought um, the the one maid, assuming that Jack was sexually harassing her, uh, that was kind of an overreaction, considering he was already acting crazy. <laughs> yeah. I would not have assumed you're coming on to me. I would have assumed you're talking about the bone. After they leave, the driver, who is played by James Avery from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uncle Phil. um, He took him to the mall where they bought just mountains of dog-related things and shoes and stuff. And this is where the lawyer woman comes back and decides that... Jack has charmed her and agrees to go on a date later. Turns out she has a daughter. Ah, uh, yes. Did the daughter play any pivotal role in this movie? There was a brief second where Jack wondered if 
the attorney woman was married and then because she he saw the daughter and assumed and then out loud very loudly in front of her talks to himself and says oh she's not married i think that was the extent of the daughter's purpose in this movie so kirk cameron and the lawyer are married in real life are they they are indeed wow (laughs) (laughs) um i too was surprised because they had zero chemistry yeah he's kind of like a giant man child in this movie that's kind of what i'd call him yes this kind so this movie reminded me of a few different movies combined at first i thought this was like a murder mystery i thought he was gonna like solve a crime or something i mean he kind of did in a in a weird way so i thought this was kind of like pooch with tom hanks and he kind of even looks like tom hanks a little bit and then this also reminded me of like beethoven where the dog kind of does crazy things so you know fun so silly and then it kind of reminded me of uh Oh, what's that movie with uh, the guy from Home Alone? Paycheck? I the blank know. paycheck? You know, there's you blank, know blank Check is a movie, but I haven't seen it, so I can't confirm what? or deny. No. I think oh. Paycheck is also a movie. I don't know what, I don't remember what it's called, but he gets a man, like, this old man gives him a check with oh, no yeah, amount that's, filled that's in. Oh, yeah, that's Blank Check. I haven't blank seen check. it, but okay. I am, I'm aware of the movie. Okay. And he gets. He basically lives in a mansion and uses all of the guy's money, and yeah, good times since you. So it kind of reminded me of all those movies combined into one weird mess. There's the shot after they got back from the mall, and they were kind of giving a camera first-person tour of the dog room, and they kept doing this weird thing where anytime he'd be like, there's the pile of balls, the camera would freeze. And that would kind of scoot over more. There's the pile of bones. And the camera would freeze again. I really thought my video was just freezing up. It was an interesting <laughs> filming technique used there. Do you think it means something? Is there some sort of, like, symbolism in, <laughs> Maybe the, if you, in the camera technique? It's like if you take the first letter of every item they freeze on, it spells out the name of the murderer. <gasps> Perhaps. This was such a shitty movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. <laughs> It's pretty hard to talk about this one. I feel like if it was, like, sufficiently worse, we could have more to talk about, but it was just, like, bland. Nothing happened. Yeah. It didn't... It kind of reminded me of uh, those, like, weird straight-to-DVD movies you find in the bottom of a bin at Super Saver or, like, your cheap grocery store. And you're like, who made this? Where did this come from? Because... I've never heard of this. I've never seen it. Like, I don't understand. Who funded this movie and how did they get Kurt Cameron and Uncle Phil? And who were the writers? <laughs> it's kind of like a writer of for, I don't know, like a Scooby-Doo cartoon. I actually saw that um, Kurt Cameron had read this script and then several years later took it to Disney and wanted them to make a movie out of it. So they they said, yeah, this is great that makes so much sense and then also i guess on the sixth day of filming all of the cast and crew went on strike not all the cast like most of the cast and all of the crew went on strike and because they wanted to be union workers i guess and then after two year two hours of deliberation into their strike they 
broke strike and became unionized or something. I'm not entirely sure, but hmm. more exciting than the movie itself, yeah. probably. Can we make a movie about that? The making of the oh movie. Oh my yeah. gosh, behind the scenes. I feel like Kirk Cameron <laughs> could have been like fishing Hollywood to get a film made where he was starring in it. And like Disney Channel was like, okay, sure, we'll try it. That makes total sense to me. There's a lot of Kirk Cameron like furniture chewing and butt wagging, which like, the camera would always zoom right in on. He read the script and he's like, yes, this is me. I have a vision. <laughs> um, what about, I want to talk about those uh, nieces and nephews more. They're just very interesting people. I want to know what their daily lives are like. What did they do? How exactly did they come about mooching off of their rich uncle? What was what was their childhood like? Where are where are their parents? Are they orphans and their uncle took them in and that's why they've been relying on his money all this time? Because it seemed odd to me that they were like they've been living this life of luxury and then the guy dies and they're like, "Oh no, we're poor now." And they apparently only had one outfit each because after the dog ripped the woman's dress that was just her dress for the rest until they wanted to do the like sneaking into things and suddenly they had full robbers outfits and then we also have they're like the youngest one played by taylor negron right uh i guess his name was ruben and i'd seen him in a few other like funny movies he was interesting he was kind of like acted like a child still I was just I was definitely rooting for the the villains more than even if they're like you said even if they're really immature and stuff suddenly their uncle just says okay the dog's getting everything okay. and also this guy that I met yesterday who can read dogs minds but nobody remembers that he can read dogs minds I mean to be fair they literally killed their uncle <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty bad of um, Okay, but if the uncle was such a good guy, how come he raised three horrible kids or, like, he was just willing to let them be that way? I don't... You know, if you're a good person... And there person, was nobody else around. Yeah, if there's no one else around, then... And he kind of raised them, then you'd think he'd, like, take it upon himself to raise them right and not just let them waste his money or something. Instead, he's like, I'm gonna show them I... <laughs> Give all my money to a dog. So, again, I don't understand how nobody is aware of his past as a dog psychic, especially in the courtroom where they're all trying to prove that he's crazy. And it's just like, can we not bring up all of those news articles that we showed in the beginning? It seemed to me that they did, like, real scientific tests. The pictures looked like it, so... I feel like that would have been a great defense. His lawyer maybe should have brought that up. <laughs> yeah. What law that school was... did she go to? I don't know. Um, and then that whole courtroom stuff was also another part that made me think, why is this on a kid's movie channel? I don't get it. Maybe this is why I acted like a dog. Have you, didn't you guys go through that phase? Like, oh, I totally water did. on the floor? Yeah. I totally did, but I also grew up with, like no less than five German Shepherds at any given time, so... Oh. <laughs> I, I, so it wasn't Kurt Cameron that did it to you? It just wasn't Josh. Kurt Cameron, no. I, just, I always assumed that was my unique upbringing. Um. 
I think it's... I mean it was. Josh is just Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Well, I think did. there's a uh a, a part of us like when we're kids that just love to do that and act like little animals. Even my nephews and nieces do that sometimes. They just want to act like dogs and cats. I still do that. <laughs> Constantly telling my dog that we should switch places. She should pay the rent. I should sit at home all day. Of course, that'd be amazing. <laughs> okay, so finally we get some ending, kind of, to this movie. And they're in the courthouse. He proves that he can read the dog's mind by literally saying everything the dog is thinking. And he gets the older nephew... To admit to, I think, poisoning the uncle. And then he goes uh, and adopts pretty much every dog out there so he can show it to that to the lawyer's daughter and they can have a good time. And all was well with his millions of dollars in this house that he doesn't really deserve. So that was your lucky dog. <laughs> yep, we tried. We tried to make this good for you. So, as far as a rating compared to other Disney Channel movies, I would give this a one. I don't even think it belongs in the same, same channel or genre, I guess. Okay, it's... Disney Channel rating, I, I, I give it a two. Really? I think there might be at least one more out there that's this bad. Or oh, I worse. hope not. <laughs> I don't no, know yet. I'm, I'm giving it a one. If I could give it less than a one, I would give it less than a one. Wow. It was. I don't even think in real world ratings the season even like counts. IMDb has it at like four point two or something, which I think is kind of high. Generous. I'm yeah. fairly certain that some of the reviews were Kirk Cameron. So <laughs> how? <clears throat> so I'm. I was reading through the reviews and there's just I don't know. It feels like people. Nobody can truly think oh this. Oh my god. I'll just read a few of them. A great bit of fun. 8 out of 10. Enjoyable movie. 10 out of 10. Cameron does a great job in this TV movie. It's so hilarious to see a grown man acting like a dog. <laughs> Pinnacle of comedy. like Togetherness. 10 out of 10. This is a classic dog and teen story. I mean, he, he, I don't think he was a teen. As far as a real-world movie rating, I don't even think it deserves one. No, I would... I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie theater. I would if this was a movie playing oh God. in the theaters. If I had to pay $15 to go see this movie, I would walk out. I would say, please return $15 and then an extra $5 for my time wasted. <laughs> Like the the thing with the Disney Channel movies is they're all bad, but in the best way possible. Where it's a very comforting and happy bad. This one was just bad. There was no. I love a good bad movie, and this was not it. No, it was just so bland. There was nothing to it. Like the at least Disney movies have like heart to them. They have like some sense of joy and childhood wonderment. But this was just. There was nothing. There was nothing there. Like I said in the other <laughs> podcast, I always try to look for, like, some theme or meaning behind a movie, and this, had, I, I got nothing. Don't eat the couch. That's the lesson. Okay, great. Thanks for listening to this episode of 
we're potting this together. Next week, we'll be taking a look at Brink. If you have any questions or comments, or have any wonderful memories about your favorite Disney Channel original films, you can send us an email at potinthistogether at gmail.com. And be sure to check out the description for any other social media links. 